Magic Conj, will I ever get to meet Tom Kenny? Maybe someday. Oh, so you're saying there's a chance. Okay, okay. Should I tell fans of the show how they can support us? Yes. Goofy Goobers, supporting the show is shockingly easier than catching a blue jellyfish. Right from our Anchor page, anchor.fm slash spongepod, you can find links to all of our social media and a support button if you happen to have a few extra clams. Also follow us on mixer.com slash spongepodsquarecast, where it's not only the official home to our sister show, Video Bob Game Pants, it's also where I stream live drawings of various Nickelodeon characters and host the opportunity for commissions and giveaways. Lastly, the official merchandise store is now open at redbubble.com slash people slash spongepod, where various designs will be uploaded inspired by our show, including our official logo, which is now available on a multitude of products like t-shirts, stickers, duvet covers, and even a shower curtain. This is a podcast by a fan for fans and will always be fan-driven. Any way you see fit on supporting our show is much appreciated. Thank you and enjoy. Ahoy, mates, And welcome to another episode of I'm Ready, a SpongePod Squarecast. We're continuing on in Season 1 and we're going to watch an episode called hall monitor today but before we get there i'm obviously speaking too loud volume is up too high well no it's actually just that introduction who, what who, who are you <laughs> ah intruder we listened to that like five times tonight and it explodes my eardrums every time i had to turn the gain down you're the open window maniac i left my windows open this is the second floor i'm not that tall no but <laughs> You see an open window, you just jump for it. Uh, I have Alex Blazik back on the show. Hi. Probably a a frequent regular. Because if you don't know, there's like 500 episodes of SpongeBob. Um, To be fair, there's not that that many episodes, but to... um, Like, imagine doing this show if it was The Simpsons. Yeah. (laughs) There'd be no... There'd be no end to it. Well, especially with the way I record. I'm not recording weekly and releasing weekly my schedule. Um, I have said I'm going to fix that as time goes on and more stuff's happening. Yeah, but shit happens. Yeah. Good stuff. What are you doing? I got to put dolphin noises in the... So put dolphin noises in there. <laughs> it's more work for me. All right. I won't say shit. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I just did a... I just did my first live stream, uh, and to promote that out there, um, I believe on Mixer, if you look up uh, Sponge uh, Sponge Pod, we're on there because Mixer. I wish I could throw the whole name in of the show, and then on Twitch, it's under um, my gamer tag. I'm going to release now, but nobody's going to look me up. Uh, Mick Cheese and Cakes. That's probably going to switch over, um, and I did it. Obviously the show in the future might go I might live stream episodes uh, the video game portion video Bob, Bob game pants is going to be on there um, but I did a, a live stream drawing and uh, the the anxiety going on of like when you're live you just gotta you gotta keep talking yeah you can't like, just like stop there, no wonder there's streamers out there who make mistakes or say right. things that they are super off color because yeah, you're just plus- you you have tons of YouTubers that switched over to streaming and they're boring. Yeah, streaming is boring. That because the, what was going through my head while I was drawing, there was like moments where I was quiet, and I'm thinking like, what if someone just came in now? Right. Instantly, 
the one thing, though, I don't know if you saw saw that. I mean, you saw this, but there was somebody I personally know who prides themselves in streaming. And they were, like, beyond impressed that the camera I had for my face was in the porthole. Yeah. They were like, how how did you get the camera to be circular? What What did you do? Oh, yeah. OBS is kind of hard to navigate for some people. No. Well, if you know how to make, you know, what your template is looking like, yeah. you're putting the cameras behind it. Yeah. So the camera is still a rectangle. Yeah. It's just... I'm, behind a picture. Yeah, I put it behind a... <laughs> I made a PNG in, yeah. in Photoshop with a circle. And I was like, buddy, it's the... You know how you made the one with rectangles? He's like, yeah. I'm like, just, just do it a circle. Right. <laughs> Next time. <laughs> Uh, and I literally, I um, I thought of that mere, like, like I was going to go on in 10 minutes, and I'm like, oh, this this still looks boring. I How do I sponge bob it up? Oh, I could speak through a porthole and <laughs> right. add rope around the main picture. Um, but, yeah, so much anxiety. Now, I know last time you were on, we talked about us growing up and things that were on. Um, what is What is the most... Like, when I say nostalgia to you, what's the one thing that comes to mind? Like, what is your earliest uh, media that you can think of? Movie, game? Oh, um, you know, I'm not really sure because a lot of my early memories are all mixed up. Yeah. And probably the earliest media I can think of is watching Transformers on Saturday morning while eating cereal in front of the TV. The original Transformers or whatever one was Yeah, the original the Transformers cartoon. The 80s one. Yeah, it was rerun in the mornings, I think, on either WB or Fox or something. Yeah, one of those. Which, I, I think the uh, the whole idea of Saturday morning cartoons is completely over. Which is, they... <laughs> which is fine, because I'm not up on Saturday mornings anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, but when we, were, when we were growing up, that was definitely the, the thing. Fox Kids and then yeah. Fox Box and WB Kids. That's what got me out of bed in the morning on the weekends. Yeah. Watching re, uh, watching new episodes of Yu-Gi-Oh or Pokemon, or um, I don't think I was into anime at that point in time in my life. You got me into anime, I'm pretty sure. I think you got me. You would watch Toonami. You got me into anime. Well, you got me I know into I Cowboy got into Bebop. Anime, Toonami, but we were friends at that point in time as well. So, I think you watched. If you're gonna say that I got you into anime, then it was definitely like, it's my. <laughs> My entry level was a small hole, and then like a week later, you showed back up, and you're like, "Hey, look at this hole now." Yeah, I think we I did think that to each other, though. Um, that's because I mean, I wasn't really into anime. I was into, I was into Dragon Ball Z, and I was into whatever was showing on Toonami, and then that expanded from there. And I know you were there the whole time, so in my mind, that I got into anime because of you. Oh. Uh, and it was definitely because of Shonen Jump, and you were subscribed to Shonen Jump first at the very <laughs> from, beginning. From yeah, from issue two. Right, and then you showed it to me, and I was like, "Fuck, I got to do this too." Ooh, more dolphin noises. Isn't that cool? <laughs> you already have the record. <laughs> um, yeah, because for me, the earliest, like the the earliest thing I can think of, even before television, is is Sonic the Hedgehog. Like playing that video game in the basement of my original home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't think of even watching television in that home. I had to have. I was into Barney and Sesame Street. I definitely had to have been viewing those things, but I don't have a single memory of sitting 
in that living room uh, in front of that TV watching anything. And the only thing I can remember from that house is um, <laughs> Easter morning, getting on the oven and taking the giant hollow bunny from the top of the fridge, eating it, my like the entire thing in my room and my dad coming home like <laughs> freaking, like it was terrible. Um, and then playing Sonic the Hedgehog in the basement and, and beating it. Yeah, I mean, uh, me telling my father, and he's like, "No way!" And he went downstairs, and the credits were rolling, and it was yeah. like, "Wow!" <laughs> no, I mean, I, at that point in time, well, I don't know how early you're talking right now. This but is I, like I was... ninety. This had to have been ninety three, ninety four. All right. Yeah, I was super young when I. Yeah, that that was, was that was when I remember watching Saturday morning cartoons. That was before we knew each other. Yeah, that was way before we knew each other. Yeah. So Transformers is your earliest. That's is that I the thing think. you're most all I think of. fond of, though. Nope. Out of all. All right, so. Out of all nostalgia things you're into, or that you're that you remember, what's the one thing that you're the, you'll always most, be the most fond of? But the, the the thing I'm most fond of consuming media as a child is Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, yeah, man, it's still going strong too. Like there was a point in time in middle school that I was grounded for almost the entire time, and my parents only let me watch a half hour of TV a day. I spent that time watching Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> that was your Dragon Ball Z time. <laughs> right. Like if it's got to be for one half hour, it might as well be this one. Right. Yeah, and we got that, we got that super late from Japan. I mean, when we were just when we were like finishing the Cell Saga, they're like, "Oh, that's cute. We're already done. Right. We we're in the middle of GT." Yeah, and we're like, "GT stinks." And they go, "You don't even know what you're talking about yet." <laughs> <laughs> um, SpongeBob. It, I already mentioned Sonic. It's definitely not the uh, the most um, nostalgic to be. But man, if there was like. Not to be corny, but if there was one anchor to my childhood, yeah, it's, it's probably that. Or second, maybe Rugrats, because I was I was big into Rugrats before SpongeBob. Yeah, I mean, to be well, when it comes to American cartoons, my favorite one was SpongeBob. Yeah, people, I I try to promote this anytime I get to, but when anyone wants to talk about Nickelodeon cartoons, I try to bring them back to that time when those first three aired. Uh, Ren and Stimpy, uh, Doug, Ren and Stimpy, Rugrats. Yeah. Like, that was groundbreaking because before that, the amount of creator-driven cartoons on television was nothing. Mm -hmm. um, I would say the only thing that was close to it was when they would air Looney Tunes shorts, which were originally all theatrical. Yeah. But, because those were simply like Chuck Jones, like, just do whatever you want, draw right. whatever you want. They yeah. had free range. Um. But yeah, everything throughout the 80s that everyone loves was there to make toys. Mm. He-Man famously, if you've, anyone has ever seen the movie Small Soldiers, is basically a, a play off of He-Man because literally a toy company had all of these designs for these creatures and people. Yeah. And they threw it to creative people. It's like, make a show out of this mm -hmm. so we can sell these toys. Yeah. And then they created He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. <laughs> Just, like created the whole story. This is the yeah. bad guy. These are the good guys. All based off of early toy designs. Yeah. And I mean, I understand why. Yeah, because there was no the idea of like making any other money on cartoons. It was like that is the point of the cartoon to right. to, to be a toys. cash cow. Yeah. And to be fair, uh, things are relatively the same. Yeah. Because SpongeBob, for example, massive merchandise pusher. Yeah. Probably under Mickey Mouse, the most merchandised character, I yeah, would say. You've even got their houses in your friggin' fish tank. Yeah, yeah. 
Think about that. I would put probably Batman up there, too, yeah. as like really marketable. Mm -hmm. um, but there were shows like Fairly Odd Parents got canceled, I think, three times. And all of it, like, even though it wasn't clicking merchandise wise, the ratings for it were through the roof. Yeah. That every time Nickelodeon made the decision, okay, let's let's end it. And then they would see the ratings, and it's oh, like yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. The, the the same thing happened to um, a Danny Phantom. Danny Phantom, no, yes and no, because what had happened was they had made toy designs, like Butch Hartman had showed them off. Uh, they were getting ready to push Danny Phantom really huge in terms of merchandise. Yeah. And what halted it was Avatar. Is mm. apparently Nickelodeon really wanted to go all the way with one boy-centric okay. idea. So right when they were gearing up Danny Phantom, so, yeah, so they, they pushed for, for like so Avatar. they saw like, Danny Phantom as competition for what they wanted. No, no. They, they, just, they just only wanted to focus on one thing. Right. So when they were like, man, Avatar is going to be huge, they, were, they put all their money in that basket. Granted, Avatar was a good fucking show. Ooh. Man. There's another dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if there's ever an episode. Um, I, yeah, but even the toys, like Avatar was massive, but the toys didn't didn't push anything. They weren't like a massive. To be fair, Nickelodeon, as far as toys go, they didn't hit a big hit until their Ninja Turtles show. Mm. Their first, you know, when they acquired Ninja Turtles, and that yeah. CGI show, yeah. which was. Uh, in my opinion, um, I think the overall best Ninja Turtles cartoon ever. Not to go off into a whole other thing, but I, I just, after the first two, I think that one did a really good job of honoring the other two, but being yeah. original. Um, but yeah, Avatar toys didn't sell that well. And I guess there is even, here's the thing, Butch has this innate ability to, because he has a YouTube channel, mm -hmm. popular, he has this innate ability of dropping hints of things that may have happened and then not going into them into complete detail. So he's got you hooked a little bit. Yeah. Like I didn't know about this until maybe a year or two ago when he just, in one of his videos dropped a hint that there were early plans for a Danny Phantom console video game mm -hmm. and has not mentioned it since. And I'm yeah. just like, can you just make a video talking about that? Yeah. Go into more detail. What was, right. what studio, what was um, he did the same thing uh, in 2006, I believe. I hope that's caught. Um, <laughs> there was a Paramount was was developing a theatrical Fairly Odd Parents movie, mm -hmm. 2004, 2005. Uh, SpongeBob movie did big, so they're like, let's do Fairly Odd Parents. Um, and he has not talked like he's talked about it, but not really. I just want to know like what was the plot? Did it get moved to one of the TV movies? What he's never talked about it in great length yeah that reminds me of something else too is what happened to tron ascension the oh the disney show no the no, oh the, the third movie, movie the third movie um did from everything i've read about that it just seems that disney is always like pumping the brakes and hitting the gas at the same time with yeah. tron Which but makes sense. some of the producers have said that that they think uh, with Disney like going nuts right now, trying to get as much original content on Disney Plus, that that the idea of the third Tron movie might be made into a show for Disney Plus, which would be fine as long I think as that's it a followed the storyline it was originally going to be about. Yeah, 
I don't know if they would do it directly after, but it can certainly, I don't know if they would do that after Legacy or continue now, like a couple of years later, how's Korra yeah. living in, in the real world? Because I want to at least know what happens after, because the TV show that did release was about the rebellion against... Right, it was a bit earlier. Like, it had Tron before he uh, turned into Rinsler. Yeah. Like, as a character. I don't know. I didn't. I liked Legacy, but I also... Um, I just watched it again the other day. Really? Yeah. You think it holds up? Yeah. I, thought you, I mean, Jeff Bridges just knocked it out of the park. I mean, granted, I love that movie for more than just the movie itself. I just wish the video game world was a little bit more cornier. Like, I know... Oh, I know what you mean, yeah. Yeah, the computers that they're making, you know, referencing in the 80s of the first Tron, that was pretty pretty good for the time. Yeah. So what's that 20 years later? Oh, it looks really nice, really clean, really sleek. I get that. But I want just, like, corniness with the color and the costumes. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's running on literally the same system it was originally running on. Right, right. It's the same computer that he moved to the basement of his arcade. Which is a great arcade. We need more arcades like that. Um, we need any arcades like that. Yeah. We don't have any <laughs> We don't have arcades like that anymore. No, I mean, not like that with all classics. There's certainly there's the there's the bar up in up in Mass. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's some places that are. But it's way up there in Northampton. What? It's way up there in Northampton. And I never go. Oh no, that's that's a that's Prodigy. You're thinking of in no, Northampton. I'm thinking the other of one's Amherst. We went there for your the, birthday. The quarters in, yeah. in Amherst. Yeah. No, that was for Jenny's birthday. That was a nice place. Yeah. Other than the one arcade machine, I was able to get the top score on. They didn't even acknowledge like they didn't have any. They have a board of all the high scores, but <laughs> I was like, "Hey, I just got first on Marvel vs. Capcom 2. and they're like, "Oh yeah, we don't keep track of that one." <laughs> <laughs> nice. Figures. Nice. <laughs> I did the same thing around one. I got I got first place. Um, by a la- large margin. On like, Ultimate Muscle? What? No, of Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Oh, okay. I, I got Ultimate Muscle, but then people just floored me. <laughs> um, but I played my brother in Marvel vs. Capcom 2, and he was like, oh, you're too good. And I'm like, well, now I have to play until I beat it. Um, and I think s- I had the picture. I think second place was, um, totally not bragging about this, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> second place was, let's see. Uh, two hundred and sixty million, and I was six hundred and forty. Which is a a a a, a pre-made score. Yeah, six hundred and forty-four million. First place. Either way, I don't care. Crazy. <laughs> All right. So, uh, the episode we're going to be uh, watching and talking about uh, is Hall Monitor. Yay. Oh, monitor. Uh, this episode first aired August 28th, 1999. Um, it is the first part of the seventh episode of SpongeBob SquarePants. Uh, its sister episode is Jellyfish Jam, which we'll talk about in the next episode. Um, and yeah, this uh, this show is a little bit more of SpongeBob. Uh, and I think it's the first episode that's really in-depth in like what happens within the boating school. Because mm-hmm. you already met Mrs. Puff... Um, and and like her teaching outside and the driving bar. This is more of like SpongeBob in school, and uh, him taking the hall monitor uniform home. Uh, it's certainly one of the funnier episodes of season one. So um, we'll be right back after watching it. Two thousand years later. I don't know 
about these things. Hi! So, we're back. We just watched that episode. It was pretty funny. And, and that was uh, a mic mute issue. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently I have sensitive headphones. Um, Bro, that button has like a three mil uh, click length. Yeah, it's not. I don't know. I don't know. It's never happened, I swear. I don't know. Maybe you hit it with your shoulder when you took your headphones off. Uh, this episode, Hall Monitor, was written by Chuck Klein, Jay Lender, and Doug Lawrence. Mr. Lawrence. Plankton. Oh. That guy, I've never, maybe I've, I've never told you. You know that he voiced Philbert on Rocco's Modern Life. The, yeah. The people listening, if, if they're a fan, the fans of this show have heard me say this to like 15 people already, but yes. uh, he's done that. His his writing contributions to SpongeBob is unparalleled. Like he's he's been well, doing. He just wants to be more useful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, as usual, uh, you can follow along with us if you want. Um, I am watching it from Amazon Prime. I'll point out the memes. <laughs> we got a couple of memeable moments in here. Uh, season one is full of uh, of SpongeBob memes. If that doesn't tell you the quality of the show, I don't know what does. Um, the first three seasons have so many memes through them. Um, the the only debuts we get in this in this episode is uh, we actually the the two officers that talk to Patrick. Uh, they actually have names: Officer Johnson and Officer Slugfish. Johnson and Slugfish. Johnson and Slugfish. Um, then we also get a few more of SpongeBob's classmates, which uh, I'm not going to name because I don't, don't want to go. I don't want to do it. Um, <laughs> they just really <laughs> give a, a certain amount of them names, but not all of them. I, I think the ones that appear more often, uh, like <laughs> Jimmy Gus. There you go. I named one. He's the green fish with the purple shirt. Um, so if you want to watch along with us, uh, you can... I totally skipped the SpongeBob intro, but you can start it right now. Uh, and Hall Monitors popped up on the screen. Uh, first thoughts of this episode, because you probably haven't seen it in. A yeah, long I haven't time. seen it in a long time. No, I, I forgot about most of it. Still holds up, right? Like uh, it always holds up. Yeah, this is some. It, it's incredible how well the show holds up. Um, I, I, on such a incredible. I, li- I like how that orange fish is like always sleeping. Most of the class is sleeping, and Mrs. Puff seems to not care. <laughs> yeah, at least two. Um. She, of course, when she goes through the list of uh, hall monitors, um, lists a few names. Uh, she lists a few names. Bart, Jimmy, Tina, Ralph, Beth, Mimi, Mimi, Buddy, and then SpongeBob, whose name is written in red other than black. Yeah, like and as else. he's scooting across the floor, this this episode goes into like horror movie style, <laughs> which happens like twice in this episode. Uh, Mrs. Puff is also shouting out other names right here, including Phil... Henry, Vera, and Clayton, who are not on the list, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, here's something I never caught before, and this is why I... One of the reasons I I love doing this show. Um, She's, of course, worried about SpongeBob being hall monitor. Mm -hmm. But at the end of his speech, when the day is done, SpongeBob says, I overdid it on the speech again, right? Yeah, and she agrees to it, which means he has been selected at least once before. Did the same exact. Got that one. I'm so glad that happened. I'm not even gonna dolphin noise that. That's family friendly. <laughs> that definitely showed up. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have so much fun with that. Um, 
that means he's he's done the whole speech thing before and it didn't go through. So why was she so worried? Maybe he, she didn't think he would do this speech again. <laughs> she got a good nap. Yeah. Um, the speech. Hull monitor. The speech, he says, friends, students, ju- juvenile delinquents. He brings it up as uh, like the greatest hall monitor of all time. Uh, it's actually a play. It's a parody of Mark Anthony's uh, friends, Romans, countrymen from Shakespeare's Julius Caesar. Uh, and of course, the music that plays in the background is uh, "Pomp and Circumstance," which about like ninety-five percent of the people in this in this country would probably go, "Oh, that's the graduation theme song," and the other five percent of people would go, "No, that is the theme song for Macho Man Randy Savage." <laughs> I, I don't know that. See, you didn't. See, yeah. You're part of the ninety-five. It's okay. When I was walking at graduation, I'm just like. Just in line, like oh yeah, just just <laughs> the entire walk throughout the the uh, the arena there. Um, yeah, so we didn't have hall monitors at any of the schools we attended, as far as uh, like student. Well, yeah, there's no student. Hall there was monitors. no student hall monitors. There was hardly any real hall monitors anyway. Yeah, there was just uh, I don't remember resource officer. Any of them. Like, even when I got hall passes, I never had to show any to anybody. Yeah, yeah. Well, the only person in, in the schools we went to, we uh, all three schools had a, uh, a school resource officer, which, member of the police department, for anybody out there listening who doesn't get what that is, um, a mem- all of the schools in our, in our town, uh, one member of the police department would be designated as the school resource officer. Yeah, it was always the same guy who lived behind my house. Yeah, he got moved when we were in elementary school he got moved to the middle school and then to the high school and then got moved to the high school it was almost like he was purposely following my Uh, my dad was a cop too and knew him and didn't like the guy (laughs) you told me that there was actually shocking like in our because we live on the same street we lived my mother still lives where your mother lives and we don't live on that street anymore yeah um but within like a block we had three police officers yep. from the Enfield Police Department. Um, yeah, so we got SpongeBob out here <laughs> pretending to be a police officer. He just wrecked traffic. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We... <laughs> I haven't been paying attention. So <laughs> now people are eating food, and uh, I got to teach them a lesson. I'm just going to jump into their window and tell them they shouldn't keep their windows open. My soup. It's seaweed medley. Come on. Hopefully that teaches you a lesson. <laughs> um, this episode is also a good example of SpongeBob's hammer space. His what? His hammer space. What's the hammer space? Hammer space. <laughs> it's uh, you know how in uh, cartoons and other things where they just pull objects out of magical space. Yes. And mostly yes. it's hammers. Yeah. Uh, well, SpongeBob pulls out his mask from Hammer Space and, pun- and pulls out uh, the two walkie-talkies, two walkie-talkies, yeah. and this pad and pen that he's gonna pull out in a second. Is uh, it, it always bothers me? Uh, Patrick's eyebrows in the first season they look like they're furry a little bit. Yeah, but then they season they those show up in a few episodes in season two, but at some point, and I, I'm hoping to point it out through this podcast, but they tighten those things up to the. To like the straight black ones that he has now, mm. the the thick Z's. Um, I don't know why. I definitely the thick Z's fit better for eyebrows, but those it, I, it's so off putting. 
but he's also just so adorable that I can't. It's it's, it's Patrick still. You can't hate that guy. The, <laughs> when he's when he's <laughs> arm yourselves with knowledge. <laughs> when he's barking the news, he's got a high pitched voice like this. Arm yourselves with knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love it. Um, you need a symbol of your authority. I like how he calls him a deputy because that is a sheriff thing. Like if you're yeah. an actual sheriff, you can appoint anybody as an as a deputy. Yeah. I don't know if you ever saw this, but uh, <laughs> there was this town. I don't know the town in America, but they were doing tests with the police department for um, for something emergencies that can happen at the school. Yep. And they had a deputy there helping out with the drills, and it was Deputy Steven Seagal. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? I know what oh, my goodness. Um, here we see a generic ice cream place. Steven, uh, I mean, did you? Steven is a police officer now. Is he what? He has, he, he, has a, he has his own show like cops. That's what he does between movies these days. Really? He's a cop. There was another celebrity I heard that became a. Um, uh, bail, like a bail bond, like bounty hunter. I don't know who it was, but it was somebody, somebody not like on the A-list level. It wasn't like yeah. Justin Timberlake is now. It was somebody who is still well known, but I just, I can't think of the name. Uh, uh, do you, I mean, he, I don't know if you're talking about Dan Blazarian, are you? I don't know who that is. Celebrity bounty hunter. There's a, um. Of course, Dwayne Chapman is the first person to come up. Come on now. I know that dog is a bounty hunter. There's a uh, there's a police office in Arizona, I think, in the town that basically turned deputizing celebrities into a business. Um, I forgot what it was for, but that's what they do. That's how Dan Blazarian became um, a deputized police officer. Okay, I think I just, oh my goodness, I think I just answered my own question, and I definitely, <laughs> didn't realize. no, no, I definitely built it up that it was somebody way more famous. In my world, it was somebody that when I heard this, I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. Um, but it was a, it's a wrestler uh, named Steve Blackman. Okay. Now. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Yeah, during the Attitude Era, he was, he was known as the Lethal Weapon. And he, okay. his whole thing was he was like a no, like no BS. I'm going to go out there straight, like no smiling or anything. He would just go out there and kick butt. He would just weapons. He was in like the hardcore division. Mm -hmm. And as a kid, I was like, this guy's amazing. Like anytime I played No Mercy, if I had anyone that was a hardcore champion, it was Steve Blackman because he was just no joke. So when I heard, I like a couple months ago, I heard he was a bounty hunter and I'm like, Oh my God! The lethal weapon? No way! Just running around and and yeah. drop kicking people. And... <laughs> Although Dog the Bounty Hunter, I've never seen a drop kick on that show. <laughs> it's always his sons, and then he comes out of nowhere, going like, "Hey, brah, you thought you'd hide, brah? The dog got you." And it's like, "No, you you didn't. You did. Your team did. You didn't." Right. And then he talks him talks him into it. And... Yeah, good show. Uh. So we have Patrick, we have the two officers. Patrick, uh, seeing what the maniac looks like, which is a crude drawing of SpongeBob, which is really funny because it looks like the drawing of him that's on the main logo of the show. Yeah. 
I mean, um, spit, I, I was, I mean, granted it's a cartoon, but they, they had to have known it was SpongeBob. Who else looks the, like what, in town? Yeah. yeah. Like, come on. All of a sudden, he goes in a juggernaut mode here. <laughs> just... puts, on, puts on a mailbox suit, and all of a sudden, he's freaking juggernaut. Oh, he just goes through and runs and just destroys so many buildings. I also find it funny that just because Mrs. Puff's like, I know the line that incriminates her is he's my responsibility, right, but, but it really the fact should... that you gave him just like, I'm the one who gave him the uniform, like, but he's still crashing through buildings dressed as a mailbox. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, 61 police officers. That was 61 police officers? Yeah. I didn't count them. Just thanking our good friends over at the... Uh, um, Sponge, the encyclopedia Spongebobia for pointing that out. Um, I like how all their badges are oversized. <laughs> like they're practically t-shirts. Uh, Mrs. Puff wears hair curlers in this episode. Uh, before Life of Crime occurred, Mr. Krabs stole the hair curlers from her, receiving them as a gift. Uh, the meme, though, you did promise to point out a meme and you missed it. Oh, yeah. The scene where Patrick screams <laughs> at a wanted drawing of SpongeBob became a popular meme. Uh, and there I was also... another one, though. What? There's I think when he's going wee woo. Yeah, wee woo, yeah. Because uh, it's the most memed piece of media we have. Yep. 110%. That makes me so happy. Um, because, man, when you get on the bad side of the memers, it's not a good. No, you don't ask. That was um, that was the downfall of some celebrities where they would they'd put it out there like, hey, make some memes. Here's some pictures. And the people <laughs> yeah. like, OK, you want some memes? Well, we'll destroy your career. Um, raw thoughts on the episode. Like. You rank that up there with some of the best uh, well, of of the first three seasons. I know later ones you probably didn't see. I mean, it is one of the most memorable episodes that I can remember. Yeah. Although I didn't really remember it by its title. I didn't right. remember it as the episode of SpongeBob being the uh, open Hold window bandit. Um, I got to say, I don't <laughs> anytime I'm walking and I see a police, like if I'm walking somewhere and I see a police officer standing there, not like a police officer driving by, but if I, if, if they're, you know, walking as well, I'm, I always think of Patrick going, evening, brothers, and points to the cone. <laughs> there's stuff like that. People don't understand. Uh, there's so much of, of these early seasons that are so ingrained in my thought process that on a daily basis, I'm thinking of quotes without even possibly realizing it, just yep. out of Second instinct. Nature. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> and get that cone off your head. <laughs> Oh, one of these days. Uh, I would love if a police officer in town was a fan of this show, and, <laughs> and we can make a little video of that. <laughs> I just go up to him with a with an ice cream cone on my head. Um, yeah. So that's it. I I I absolutely love the episode. I love that it uh it you get more of that interaction with SpongeBob and Patrick, more uh, visual comedy. Things are a little bit slower. Um, just you don't need to be constantly talking and constantly energy for there to be humor. Yeah. You know, SpongeBob directing traffic, but causing a massive accident. Right. You don't need talking. It's just people laugh at that. That's funny stuff. Um, and certainly just everything with SpongeBob being the, 
being the hall monitor, given some responsibility, and uh, seeing him absolutely destroy it is is one of the the better episodes. I would put this in the top twenty five, honestly. Uh, given the given the jokes and given the references, like the police thing I mentioned, yeah. like <laughs> the maniacs in the mailbox. Uh, I used to <laughs> my my ex when 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 we were living together that that was a popular. Um, like if she was in the bathroom, I would yell from like downstairs, like the maniacs in the bathroom, and you would hear, <laughs> "Oh no!" <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I can only I can only do that for people that know SpongeBob. If you yeah. yell that, someone just goes, "What?" Right? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> are you calling me a maniac? No, that's not what you, that's not what you say. Uh, uh, unless you have anything to plug. You can uh, uh, you can outro and so I didn't catch your live stream last time. I'm gonna try to catch the next one. I'm I'm just okay. working all the time. Are you right plugging now. my live stream? Uh, uh, oh my god! <laughs> I'd plug I'd plug Gin- <laughs> I'd plug Ginny's, but I don't remember what her username is. She changes it so often. <laughs> Comfortable pants or something like that. Uh, but no, I um when you were live streaming, yes, did you have anything playing in the background like music? I did. Is that because? Let me guess. You saw something that was muted. No, 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 no. I just was wondering because you, you don't really have to worry about like not talking all like, talking all the time when you have background music. Well, here's the thing. Um, I had at first for the first hour, I had episodes of SpongeBob running. I went to Amazon. I threw on episode one, and I just let it go on autoplay. Yeah. But so I was. I was using OBS and I was streaming to Restream.io. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Restream, um, quality quality service. Um, and Mixer wasn't set up yet, although because at that point they were like, "Hey, you still have ten hours till you get your stream key." So by the time this episode is out, Mixer is set up. Yeah. Um, so I was streaming to personal Facebook and Twitch because OBS. You can set it up where OBS streams to both, but you're asking your computer to do a lot. Yeah, you have to use a, a restreaming source. So restream just in the in the quick because I was doing this like literally an hour before I went on was like yeah. oh I should do multiple. Um, so yeah, I was streaming to restream and then they were sending the feed to both Facebook and mm-hmm. uh, Twitch. So I had the episodes of SpongeBob running. I had Restream's page open to see what the stream looked like and that it said online for Facebook and Twitch. And then I had both Facebook and Twitch open running the stream so I could read the chats. Mm -hmm. And at some point, like I said, 45 minutes in, an hour, like not that the computer shut off or anything, but there was something going on with the internet. It said like it stopped streaming and there was just, I was like, maybe I was just overloading the computer with so much information. So I restarted it. Um, took my phone off of Wi-Fi and opened that up to the Facebook page so I could read the comments. Because that's where a lot of people were coming in. Twitch, I was getting maybe, at most, I had five concurrent viewers. So, like, that chat, even though I would oh, check in bad. on it. Yeah. So, when I restarted it, I had OBS, and then I just had Restream uh, and Twitch open. That's it. And then I was using music from iTunes. I have all the SpongeBob albums. Now, the thing that I, the whole reason I went through that whole thing to tell you 
is that at some point, I don't know if this is Facebook, but it doesn't want you to stream for more. It seems like an hour and 15 minutes, it would just go like unable to connect for Facebook. And I would restart the stream, which is good because then it sends the notification out to everybody again. Like, here, Cormier's live. But um, anytime it would say like, do you want to save this? And I'd go, sure. It would come back like, hey, there's music in the back. Like we caught music in the background. That's like Sony pick. Like it was SpongeBob music. But the one time it didn't catch that is I have the actual score of Sponge Out of Water. And I had that playing. And honestly, at some point in the um, in when the score was playing, it, they got a lot of sounds for it. It just sounds like uh, it was the score by John Debney. It sounds like Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, <laughs> yeah. I remember I mean, drawing yeah, at some point sense. and I go, did 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 it? complete spongebob and go over to another thing and i went over to itunes no it was still running spongebob i'm like oh man all right well they did that right um it didn't catch any of that score yeah so that's music i might just i don't know because they were like hey we can post your video for the other stuff like when it caught i think caught like fun and shoes untied um it was like we can put up your video but it'll be muted it's like whatever like I just don't know how the rules go on Twitch and Mixer is if they catch that music in your background. Are you playing it? Like, do they just shut your stream down or it, it usually um, cuts the audio out on your stream? I think and it, will it tell you on there because nothing ever happened on Twitch. I never got a single notification from them. Um, well, so. I mean, on Twitch, I think they just uh, you can't it cancels your stream from reviewing. So you can't like clip it i don't think and you can't like review as a as a person that wants to rewatch that stream on twitch i don't think it'll let you oh my goodness so it notifies you that it can't be restreamed so you have to adjust the audio in that recording so that you can allow it for restreaming i think i understand in a way i understand but it's kind of i don't know i wish there could be self-reviews because it's like they, they have a system that's just goes, oh, we heard five seconds of music with just the music, even though it's like for me, it's background music for yeah. for drawing. It's not actually usable for somebody to steal the music from. Right. So it just seems silly to go through all these oh, efforts it's completely and stuff. Like, silly. don't listen to that, even though you can go on YouTube. And, 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 they're what, on... and what they're doing isn't necessarily legal, but they're, do, they're doing it anyway because the websites allow them to. Right. So, um, yeah. So on my streams for drawing, I might make a, because uh, there's a bunch of, like the production music for SpongeBob that doesn't seem to be cataloged by any of these studios. So I might just yeah. make a compilation of that and just have that running. I, I was going to suggest a couple of um, uh, bands that sell their music. Well, they don't sell their music. They, they give it away for free. Yeah. And yeah. stuff like that. So that you can use. Um, I can even, I'm sure if there's fans, that's what that's, I've always said, I want the, uh, like this show um, will always be like, I want fans to always have a hand in it. There was already, um, if you listen to the podcasts I released around November and December, there's probably still an ad in there for um, uh, Anchor reached out and said, hey, do you want to make an ad for getting shelter pets? I was like, sure. Like, it's free. Like, there was no there was no monetary value. But they're like, hey, you know, have this running during the holidays. Yeah. Um, And I'm like, dude, that's so perfect to get uh, Gary Come Home, Gary song Mm -hmm. to play. But I wanted a... uh, um, the uh, the music just the music no lyrics or anything so i found somebody on youtube who made like a midi track for it 
and I found his Twitter and I reached out to him like, Hey, can I use this? I'll send you the, I'll send you the ad. And he was like, absolutely. And he was wonderful to speak to. And that right there is like, Hey, I'll give you credit in the, in the podcast or Mm -hmm. in the, in the thing, which I, I believe I did. Um, but that's, that right there is the collaboration of stuff I hope just continues in the future. So I hope like over time this gets bigger in the SpongeBob community, fans will reach out and go, Hey, I made this, I made that. Like then during those live streams, it's like, I can just use fan music that they've made. Like, and so that, that's what I hope is the revolving door of this, uh, the show. But yeah, I ran into those issues and it was, it was just, it was a slight annoyance, but at the same time, I, I get it, but it's annoying. It's always annoying. That's Um, one of the biggest things. I believe also from this episode, um, and I'll just tell anybody listening, um, I have mentioned many times in the past that when I am ready to do the first stream of Video Bob Game Pants, um, I I am pretty close to it. Like, we're we're recording episode 15 right now, uh, or 16, actually, uh, with uh, with Hall Monitor. Um, and there's only like six or seven episodes until Nicktoons Racing comes out, and yep. I'll be doing uh, the PS1, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Color streams of that. Um, I'll do the streams of each game separately. So uh, please follow, I'll, I'll plug myself, please follow us on Instagram, at Spongebob Podcast, very short and sweet. You can find us on Facebook, and of course, once that first date for that big video game stream comes, uh, I'll be promoting uh, as much as I can about it. So, all right. You said uh, you don't remember Ginny's name, but you'll give it to me after. I'll just put it in the, uh, I'll, I'll plug it in the yeah. description. Mm-hmm. Make sure we get that right. So follow yeah. follow Ginny, our friend. And uh, do you want to take us out with a, uh, what's a good pirate ending? I always have people, I don't have an actual outro for this, like, all of my efforts in the intro. Ahoy, mateys, that's what I dropped. So, why don't you... Ahoy is also goodbye. Is it? I don't I mean, know. What's, I, the, what's the pirate goodbye? There's no pirate goodbye. Well, actually, there probably is, but I don't Let's, know. Uh, no, we're going to look it up. Pirate goodbye. This is the outro right here. Is us talking. Ahoy! It's a, give us a good... Uh, give us a good ahoy, mateys, at the end. Like a good pirate. I want you to sound like ahoy, that. ahoy, mateys. This All is right. the end of the podcast. I guess. R. Yeah. Arr.